Okay. Let's begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Benny Luth Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got MLB Weekly Recap. We've got College Football Week 1 Recap, just simply on crazy games from this past week. Plus, Week two key games from the schedule, not the entire schedule. And the NFL Week 1 predictions all coming up. Let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 91 of the Benny in the Booth podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much do appreciate it. A uh, few notes, or one main note, uh, before I dive into this week's episode. This is the last episode I'm going to be doing live for a while. I am flying to Israel Monday night, the same night as Monday Night Football. We'll get into who that is in prediction in a little bit. Uh, but this is going to be the last live episode. Next week will be pre-recorded. I'm not sure when I'm going to get it out. Uh, but the next few episodes are going to be all pre-recorded and posted. None are going to be live. Probably to like mid-late October. And even then it's going to be interesting because I have a whole thing in that month. But basically just expect it's going to be all pre-recorded and posted at some points on Tuesday. Still hopefully... Um, but nothing live for the next few weeks, uh, just because I'm going to be out of this country in a whole different time zone, seven hours ahead. And I could realistically find a time where I could go live normal here in Israel, but it's just easier if I pre-record stuff. I could do Macula Grid pre-recorded, connect it with the episode, and then so on and so forth. But yeah, I uh, just wanted to give that update that is starting next week. Um, but there will still be an episode next week. It just will be pre-recorded instead of done live. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's actually, I'm going to start with college football because boy, what a week we had. See, like college football, we the first few weeks where it's like the non-conference games, you don't necessarily expect things to go haywire. Well, things went haywire. I'll start off with Ohio State game. Even, uh, you know, I'll save that for last, actually. Colorado with their first game as Deion Sanders as their new head coach, took on TCU, who was just coming off making the college football playoffs, getting to the finals, getting whooped by Georgia. We'll not talk about that game and that prediction I had on that game, but that's another story for another day. Uh, and uh, Colorado actually went and upset TCU in at TCU. Uh, 40, I think it was like 45-44. Hold on. Forgetting what the score is. Uh, where are you, Colorado? Because um, I wrote the wrong score down. 45-42. I realize I wrote down the wrong score. I wrote down the score for a different game that was also an upset. Uh, but yeah, big surprise. Uh, t- Colorado has someone that played on both sides of the ball and went crazy on both sides of the ball. They look for really good against TCU, and it will be interesting to see what happens. They play Nebraska this coming up, this upcoming week. Florida State, LSU face each other again last year. Florida State only won by one point. Well, what is Florida? 
24-23. What did they do this year? They said, let's give Florida the, this, the LSU 24 points. And this time, we're going to score 45 points. Whipping. Number 8, Florida State. Whipping. Number 3, three 5, LSU 45-24. And the last main upset, uh, Duke last night. Upset number seven, Clemson, 28-7 for the first Duke win versus AP top 10 team since Clemson in 1989. And the least amount of points Clemson has scored against an unranked team in the Dabo Sweeney era, who is the head coach of Clemson for the last many years. And honestly, after this loss, he might be on the hot seat, if you ask me. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, Ohio State, they won, but it was too close. It was... Not as much action as they could have had. They struggled a lot against Indiana, but 123-3. I'm cutting some slack, to be honest. And I'm not just saying this Ohio State fan. I cut them some slack because it's a new quarterback who, yeah, he technically got a game last year, but a game, Skyach, like, I ain't gonna do much, really. He threw pick, didn't throw a touchdown, had, like, a decent game passing. Both their touchdowns were on the run game. I won't, if it repeats again against Youngstown State, then I'm going to be concerned. But against Indiana in conference game, which in conference games are always something that could be dicey, I'm going to cut them a break. Uh, but yeah, Ohio State did win 23 3. They're playing Youngstown State, which has not an interesting matchup at all. Uh, but matchups to look out for this week. Uh, Utah, number 12, Utah at Baylor, 12 p.m. on Saturday on ESPN. Nebraska at number 22, Colorado, coming off that upset on 12 p.m. on Fox. Um, we'll see. Number 23, Texas A&M at Miami, 3.30 on ABC. Iowa and Iowa State, this is, uh, I think they play each other pretty much every year, if not almost every year. 3.30 on Fox, matchup for Iowa, or the main matchup for Iowa colleges. Otherwise, there's not really much else to look out for on the college football schedule, but uh, yeah, that's the week one recap and week two schedule lookouts. All right, week one of football is finally starting Thursday night. No more preseason junk. No more training camp. No, it's finally back to actual regular season football. Though, Thursday night just got a huge shakeup this morning as it came out that Travis Kelsey had a high ankle, had a, uh, I'm always forgetting the term I used for this. Oh, Lord. Um, had a, Hyper-extended, hyper-extended his knee in practice today and is in doubt for week one against Detroit, which if he's out, that's a huge blow to Kansas City. Not to say Kansas City will lose, but that definitely gives him more of a chance for Detroit to win that game. Uh, but he there, it's not an ACL tear. His ACL is intact. That came out a little bit ago. Uh, but that's an injury to keep an eye out for because that could be game-changing for Thursday night. Uh, but either way, let's go over the actual picks. That was just the one note I wanted to note for week one. Detroit, Kansas City, Thursday Night Football, 820 on NBC. So it's going to be in two days. My pick at the moment is Kansas City. If Kelsey is out, I would consider Detroit. 
<clears throat> but I still think Kansas City, at the moment, I have confidence in Kansas City winning week one. If Kelsey's out, I would say Detroit might win, but uh, Kansas City's my official pick. Sunday games of week one, Carolina and Atlanta 1 p.m. on Fox. I have the Panthers winning. This could be uh, what's this? it's going to be uh, Bryce Young's first start in the NFL against Falcons, who probably Desmond Ritter. Um, Bengals at Browns 1 p.m. on CBS. No matter how much of me wants to say Browns as a Browns fan, at the end of the day, this podcast is not biasy towards Browns. It's a neutral. It's supposed to be a neutral podcast, and from a neutral stand of view. No matter how much I'd want the Browns to win on Sunday, and I'm going to be rooting for them to win on Sunday, I don't think they're going to beat Cincinnati on Sunday, and I think the Bengals will win. It is in Cleveland, which kind of helps the Browns case more, but I don't think they're going to win against Cincinnati. Maybe if somehow Burrow's out, they would be able – if Burrow's out, I think they'd be able to win, but it seems like he's going to play. But we'll see what happens. When my pick for that game is Cincinnati. Jaguars and Colts, 1 p.m. on Fox. Anthony Richardson's debut. Jaguars are winning that game. Buccaneers and Vikings, 1 p.m. on CBS. I have Vikings. Saints Saints hosting the Titans, 1 p.m. on CBS. I have the Saints. Niners at Steelers, 1 p.m. on Fox. I have Fortinuckers. Cardinals at Commanders, 1 p.m. on Fox. I have the Commanders. Cardinals are going to be without Kyle Murphy a whole bunch for a few weeks. Texans with C.J. Stroud's debut against the Ravens. 1 p.m. on CBS, I have the Ravens. Packers up Bears for the first time without Aaron Rodgers for the entire season. Uh, as he is now a Jet, I have the Bears. 425 on Fox. Raiders at Broncos. 425 on CBS, I have the Broncos. Eagles at Patriots, not at 425 on CBS. I have the Eagles. Patriots are probably going to have a rough year this year. Dolphins at Chargers, 425 on CBS. I would love it. It's going to be an interesting one. The Dolphins lost. Not having Ramsey is going to be a blow. And I have the Chargers winning that game. Rams at Seahawks, 425 on Fox. I have the Seahawks. Sunday Night Football, Cowboys and Giants, 820 on NBC. I have the Cowboys. And Monday Night Football, fittingly, for 9-11, which commemorates 9-11 of 2001 that happened in New York. It's New York, it's the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets at MetLife, 8-15 on ESPN slash ABC. I have the Bills winning that game. That was my NFL Week 1 predictions. Let me know your Week 1 predictions uh, in the live chat or comments below. Meantime, let's get to MLB Weekly Recap. Outside of the notes, um... Julio Arias, a uh, great pitcher for the Dodgers, uh, had a thing uh, like 2019, I think it was, about something with his wife. Didn't get majorly suspended or anything. And then something happened again, and he's uh, uh, not on the Dodgers roster moment. Um, could end up getting suspended. Could end up getting really punished. And uh, we'll have to see what happens, but... He that hurts the Dodgers because he's one of their top stars in that rotation. Either way, aside from that, let's get right into the rest of it. Charlie Morton went sick, getting the win, getting give, going six innings, giving up three hits, one earned run, two walks, eight strikeouts, and Braves threw a win versus the Rockies. 
This was fifth time, fifth time a pitcher, 39 plus years old, allowed one run or less, three hits or less, over at least six innings at Coors Field, which is where the Rockies play, along with Randy Johnson in 2007, Tom Glavin in 2008, and Greg Maddox, who did both in 07 and 08. With five more Mariners win over the A's, Seattle won 21 games in August, which is the most in Mariners history, passing June of 1997. June of 1997, September, October, and also along with September, October of 1995, and September, October of 2001. DJ Stewart had a two-homer game with and a walk-off hit by a pitch and a Mets 6-5 win over the Rangers in 10 innings. With 7 nothing Arizona Di- win over the Diamondbacks, Dodgers won 24 games in August, most in one month for Dodgers since before moving to L.A. With two-run homer in ninth, Andy Volpe, Who's from New Jersey? Became first Yankee rookie to ever first Yankee to twenty to have twenty homers, twenty stolen bases in rookie season ever, and fifteenth in MLB history. On the same day as Ronald Cunha Jr. got married, he also hit a go a grand slam home run in second, a part of six runs second, which marked him the first player to do have thirty home runs and sixty stolen bases in one season in a Braves win. Ronnie Mauricio, in his major league debut, hit a 117-mile-per-hour double for first major league hit and a Mets 2-1 win over the Mariners. Nick Lofton, Royals' number 5 prospect in major league debut, gets first hit and RBI in a Royals 13-2 win over the Red Sox. Jason Dominguez, a.k.a. Martian, who finally got called up in his major league debut, homered his first major league at-bat, also homered in the series finale. And Austin Wells, in a major league debut, got a single for first major league hit and a Yankees 6-2 win over the Astros. Seven or eighth leads the Cubs over the Reds, fifteen to seven. Edward Olivares two homer game, including second, a part of seven run fifth and Royals twelve one win over the White Sox. And Royce Lewis hit his third Grand Slam in eight games and his first rookie to do so in history and fourth overall as non rookies category with Larry Parrish in nineteen eighty two, Jim Northrup in nineteen sixty eight, and Lou Gehrig in nineteen thirty one, and it wins twenty to six. Win over the Cleveland Guardians. That is the notes part. Now for standings, and now I finally have magic numbers for teams to clinch division, for the bottom spots of the wild card to clinching uh, wild card spot. I don't know about the upper teams, but the lower of the wild card, I do know. So let's get right into it. And also, I don't count teams that are ten plus games out of either or race. And technically, already some teams are even eliminated, uh, but. They're 10 plus out, anyways. Orioles still in first place at E6 and 51. Uh, their magic number to win the division is 22, which is either between them winning and the Rays losing, who are E3 and 55, three and a half games back. AL Central, the Twins are in first place, 72 and 66. Their magic number is 19, followed by the Guardians at 66 and 72, who are six games back, followed by the Tigers at 63 and 74, who are eight and a half back. AL West, Mariners still in first place. Uh, even after all this craziness that's happened since the episodes, uh, 77 and 60, their magic number is 24 to win the division for the first time since 2001. Followed by the Astros, who are 78 and 61, a game back. Followed by the Rangers, who are 76 and 61, either game or two games back. <coughs>
And, oh, no, sorry. Ashburn's not back any. Texas is back a game. Sorry. Uh, and then that's it for the American League. For the National League East, Braves are 90-46. Magic numbers 12. NL Central, the Brewers are first place 76-61. Their magic number is 23. Followed by the Cubs at 74-64. and 64, Two and a half back. Followed by the Reds at 72-68. and 68, Five and a half back. And then the NL West, Dodgers in first place at 84-52. With their magic number being 12. For the wild card standings, the Rays in first six and a half games up, followed by the Astros a game up, followed by the Rangers who are not any games up or down. Their magic number to clinch a wild card spot is 25. Followed by the Blue Jays at 76 and 62, a half game back, followed by the 72 and 66 Red Sox who are four and a half back, followed by the Yankees at 68 and 69, eight games back. And then for the NL wild card. Phillies in first place, five and a half up at 76 and 61, followed by the Cubs, who are three games up, followed by the Diamondbacks, who are neutral at 71 and 67, followed by the Reds, who are tied at that spot, who are don't are not any games back, but are fourth. Followed by the Marlins at 70 and 67, a half game back, followed by the Giants at 70 and 68, a game back, followed by the Padres at 65 and 74, six and a half back, followed by the Pirates at 64 and 74, seven games back. Followed by the Mets at 63 and 74, seven and a half games back. Followed by Washington, 62 and 76, nine games back. And then as for today's games, that whether have started already or have not, uh, games have started already. Twins and Guardians are tied at two, bottom three. Brewers and Pirates are scoreless, bottom two. Mariners are up 2-0 over the Reds right now. Top two, Red Sox and Rays are scoreless, bottom two. Dodgers and Marlins are scoreless, bottom two. Mets and Nationals have just started. Yankees and Tigers are about to start. Cardinals and Braves are about to start. And then as for the games that are starting soon or about to start, uh, White Sox at Royals at 740. Astros at Rangers at 805. Giants at Cubs at 740. Sorry, I almost forgot that even. Um, Orioles at Angels at, at 938. Rockies at Diamondbacks at 940. Blue Jays at A's at 940. Padres, Phillies at Padres at 940. That is the recap. That is this week's episode of the podcast. Let's wrap things up. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Benny in the Booth Podcast. On next week's episode, we'll have MLB Weekly Recap. We'll have the College Football Week 2 Recap with the Week 3 Schedule Look Ahead. We'll have NFL Week 1 Recap and NFL Week 2 Predictions and anything else that happens between now and then. Also, keep in mind, the next whole bunch of episodes between now and October are all going to be pre-recorded and posted later. Not going to be live for the next whole bunch of weeks just due to the time zone jump I'm going to be having. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you're new on audio, leave on YouTube, leave a like, hit the subscribe button. 
leave a notification box so you when I go live and or post a new video. If you're new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, hit notification button so you when I post on there. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I will see you next week's episode, episode 92. Bye-bye.